Stacey. Hello, Mum. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Well, you'll have to excuse me. I am a bit... I've still got that chest on me. Oh, you've got the chesticuffs. I've got it. I've got chesticles. Oh. Uh, so I, I've, I'm, I'm a bit wheezy today. Any time that you fall into a, a coughing fit, I'll just edit it out. Oh, I thought then you were going to say any time you fall into a coughing. <laughs> it's not not quite that bad. I've got an inhaler and some tablets. I'm hoping to get better in a week. We've got a special program today, haven't we? Yeah. We've got to be talking about cats. About what? Cats. Oh, it's... I was whispering. Oh, because you can't say cats in front of Belle. Oh, it's too late now. <laughs> That's it. She's awake. Cats, 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 cats. She's she's sat up now by the side of me, so you've spoiled it now. Belle, get the cat, get the cat. No, she's done a bit of wee now. She's too excited. <laughs> Do you like cats, Mum? Oh, I don't know. I like ferrets. They're my favourite. Yeah. Ferrets, then dogs, then chickens, <laughs> then, um, I don't know, I like the Iberian snow lynx. That's kind of a cat. It is, that's why I'm thinking. Uh, and flamingos, and then cats. You sort of veer off on, onto sort of not really pet type animals, the lynx and the flamingo. Yeah, well, and a chicken, I, I don't really want to... You know, they're not going to go to bed with me. You could roost with a chicken. I could. I do actually like cats. I don't like nuzzly cats. Mm. Some people love cats because they come up and nuzzle you and purr in and all the rest of it. Yeah. I like cats that are a bit more... A bit more aloof. A bit more feral. Should we get going and see what we know about cats? Yeah, let's get going. All right, then. We'll do it. Play the jingle. Deep from the jungle of the African Congo To the concrete jungle of the garden bungalow You'll find two ladies full of nonsense and laughs Making a podcast called Rock Your So, do you know pussy? Hey, Pussy. Pussy. You know, the slang word for the female pedenda. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, It says it's called that because the cat is soft, warm and fuzzy. Okay. It was just said it was popular cat fact. (laughs) But the word puss and puss are German and Lithuanian for cat. Oh, so in German, the word for cat is puss. Puss, yeah. But in Latin, it's cata. Okay. Catus. So we take it from Latin. We take it from Latin. And that means domestic cat as opposed to felis, which is wild cat. So feline is the wild part. And catus, catus is a domestic cat. Okay. P-U-Z and P-U-U-S. Poos. and puss. Okay. Well, I was looking at where domestic cats came from. Right then, where did they come from? They found domestic cat bones in Cyprus. This is where they first started finding domestic cats in Cyprus. And the reason that they know that they're they're domestic cat bones is because you wouldn't take a wild cat on a boat 
to Cyprus because they'd go crazy. So they must have been tamed or domesticated to get them onto the island. Okay, so they found human body remains buried with cat remains. And those are about nine and a half thousand years old. So they thought at least it's got to be that old. And then only last month, they managed to find evidence of domesticated cats from the Middle East, which are 12,000 years old. So it's not Egypt then, like I'm thinking. No. And the reason that domestic cats are from that that sort of time is because people started to grow grains and started to store them and the mice were getting in and eating the grains and then the wild cats would come and eat the mice and the humans would sort of try and keep the cats around you know feed them a bit keep them there and the cats just moved in basically did they just go around and grow lots of catnip <laughs> That's basically where domesticated cats started from, and I, I don't, I don't necessarily think humans owned cats. I think cats own the humans that they're with, but cats have had it pretty good since then. Okay, so yeah, there's more than five hundred million of them in the world. Yeah, not here, obviously. It's a lot of cats. Uh, it'll take about twenty-four cat skins to make a coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a look, and I think for me, maybe 41. That that was a real change of subject. <laughs> it's cats. You said talking about cats. Okay, so 24 to make a, a, a coat. Yeah, and you remember when we were talking about dogs? Mm. Dogs in space. Dogs in space, yeah. Well, no, there is cats in space. Oh, okay. So, I found out that... The first cat in space yeah. was a French cat named Felicette. Ooh la la. Also known as Astro Cat. <laughs> I like that. In 1963, yeah. France put the cat into outer space. They put <laughs> electrodes into her brain to send signals back. Oh. And she she survived the trip. Oh, well, that's good. Was she all like, gr like all brain dead or something. I don't know that. When I think of Astro Cat, I just imagine a cat in a like an astronaut suit just kind of spinning in space. But obviously they didn't even let her get into an astronaut suit, so Yeah, yeah, she had a little suit on. She's in a box. Okay. But uh with little electrodes on. Okay. But I think they let her wear a helmet. I hope so. The next stop will be Rough Giraffe. Do you know who invented the cat flap? No, who invented the cat flap? I was really surprised when I read this. Mm. Sir Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton? Yeah, you know, the bloke who did the apple. <laughs> yeah, you invented the apple and the cat flap. That's amazing. Yeah, it's the gravity bloke. Yeah. He was irritated by the cat wanting to go in and out constantly, disturbing his workflow. <laughs> so he made a cat door in a door. That's good. It's a genius idea. It was, but I just thought... <laughs> 
we've had cat flaps then, like, forever. Yeah, I'm going to be ignorant now. When was Isaac Newton around? I have just looked up. Yeah. Isaac Newton. He was born in 1643. Right. But it does say about the cat flap. Yeah. And it says Isaac Newton invented the cat flap. Newton was experimenting with light on an acid plate in a pitch black room. Right. And one of his cats, called Spithead... Called what? Spithead. Spithead? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, move on. One of his cats, called Spithead, kept opening the door and wrecking the experiment. Typical Spithead. Yeah, so Newton made the cat flap, which kept him and Spithead happy. Okay, but he so he would have had one, and he probably made them for a couple of friends as well. But I bet it didn't take off till like Victorian times or something. I can't imagine it was a very popular thing. People have their cats outside, wouldn't they? Yeah, they wouldn't be inside all the time, would they? No. But he was probably there with the door open or stuff doing experiments. He probably filled up with cats. <laughs> probably bought some catnip in. Yes. Before you knew it, they were everywhere. Maybe you can tell me what it is in catnap that's catnap. What it is in catnip that sends the cats so doolally. Don't know. Not all cats are bothered by it. No, it's about a fifth who aren't. And it's supposed to be genetic as well. But it makes them hallucinate, doesn't it? No. Valerian makes them hallucinate. Oh. There's two different things. You've got catnip. Yeah. Well, it makes them drool, doesn't it? Yes. But they drool when they have something that's very pleasurable. Yeah, my cats do. They uh, they, they love a good drool bubble. Okay, so I don't think it's altering their brain at all. Well, it must be to some extent, but I think it's the smell. Mm. They must just like the smell. Yeah. But valerian root, yeah. that is a almost a sedative on a cat. Yes. I made the mistake of digging up a valerian once. Did you? Oh, my word. You suddenly realise how many cats there are in the neighbourhood. Yes. They're just all there, like, rolling all over the ground. Oh, my God. It's like a, an opium den. Yeah. It, well, it is more of a having a heroin shot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But they go completely limp and it doesn't hurt them, but it's quite funny to see them. I don't know why I've got them, but I still occasionally find a Valerian capsule in somewhere. Yeah. And then I'll just put a little bit on one of their toys. Kipper will just start gnawing the face off off its toy. It's more sucking at it, really, and it just... And then he falls asleep. Kitten. I'd put some on the windowsill where Kitten was asleep. Yeah. And she just fell out of the window. <laughs> She's in the bedroom. She fell out of the bedroom oh, no. window. And then when I went to pick her up, she was like, hello. <laughs> but I, I'd just like to say, yeah, if people have a cat that gets very stressed, like at bonfire night, yeah, or they have a cat that does not like to go into the carrier before they go to the vets or before they're travelling, yeah, if you get a valerian capsule and then just sprinkle it onto a face cloth and fold the face cloth up into the cat carrier, the cat will calm down straight away. And sit quite happily in the carrier. Yeah, it is It is good. But don't give them catnip as they'll be bouncing everywhere. <laughs> I read about a cat that survived for seven weeks in a wine cellar. Yeah. 
When he came out, he was drunk. Like properly drunk. Now, how much wine do you think it takes for a cat to get drunk? I, I don't know. I'm, I, want, I don't know. I've got no idea. It's only a teaspoon. Mm, that'd be almost like a baby then. Yeah, cats are not good with alcohol. It's actually quite toxic, especially the grapes they use for wine. And it only takes a teaspoon of wine for them to actually be feeling drunk. So this cat, his name was Al Joscha, this was in Germany, got stuck in a wine cellar for seven weeks and was basically surviving on, I think, probably mice but also had been lapping up the alcohol. And when they got him to the vets, he was drunk. He was off his face. And they had to put him on a drip because he had the hangover from hell. Poor thing, but he's fine. The world's rarest coffee... Yes. ...is called Kopi Luwak and comes from Indonesia where a wild cat known as the Luwak lives. You know how the usual thing happens. The the cat eats the coffee berries. Yeah. The coffee berries pass out and then people go around and take the beans from the cat's dung heaps. (laughs) Then they clean them and roast them. Isn't it strange that in in our society, the most expensive foods are those that people have picked out of poo? Yeah. It's just so backwards. So I'm wondering how much my sweet corn's worth. (laughs) We can start marketing rough giraffe sweet corn. Rough giraffe sweet corn and carrots. (laughs) And if I'm lucky, petit pois. (laughs) Hey you, yeah you, you got something to say, then say it here. Email us at roughgiraffepodcast at gmail.com, Twitter at roughgiraffepod, Instagram at roughgiraffepodcast, search us on Facebook for Rough Giraffe. Subscribe and review us on iTunes and Podbean. Um, i tell you what else I found out. What? That cats don't meow at each other, only at humans. Yes, I saw this on a TV programme a while ago, but I'm not sure if that's true. It says cats will spit, purr and hiss at other cats, but they don't meow at other cats. Darby and Poser used to meow at each other, but like nice little sort of chirrups. Maybe that doesn't count then. Poser and Kipper just hiss at each other. They don't do much else. But yes, it's just cats wanting things, isn't it? They yes. They learned that they can meow at you and you'll give them something. I think it's something to do because you go, what do you want? What? And they go, meow. Mm. And you go, what? Meow. They're they're trying to. They're almost copying what you're saying. Yes, exactly, and it almost in sort of the same sort of tone. Yes. Yeah. Poser has some really odd meows. Perhaps we should have Poser on at some point. If Owen recorded Poser in different situations meowing, I could guess what it is that he's doing. So I can. Poser has a different meow for when he's having a bath. There, he has another meow for when he's in the car, and then he's got his other meow when he wants food. They're all. They're all completely different. And sometimes, though, when he wants our attention when we're in bed, he'll be downstairs and he'll do this really big, horrible meow, which usually means someone's in the house. It's more, it goes, wow, like this. <laughs> I've seen a ghost. Yeah, and, and Owen's like, oh, my God, there's someone in the house. And that pose is just sitting there going, um, 
I've finished all my food. Could I have a bit more? So, yeah. So, the, the cats know how to meow to get your attention. We had a message from Gillian. Right. You know Gillian. I do. From South Africa. Yes. She got cats. She got cats. She said whenever she sang in her upper range or whenever she was practising the flute, her cats would come running to her and sort of butt against her and and sort of fuss up to her because they thought that she was in pain and they were trying to comfort her. And um, it made me sort of have a look at cats and music and whether this is actually true because Kipper hates it when I whistle. If I whistle, it's, it's like torture to him. He will run out of the room and he absolutely hates it. And there's some research looking at whether cats actually enjoy human music or not. What do you think? Do you think cats like music? Okay, on the YouTube, yeah, there is a video of a blind cat listening to cat music. To cat music? No, it's been written by a human and it sounds like normal classical music yeah this guy is a composer and one of his cats are blind and the blind cat sort of heard the music straight away yeah and came up and in the end was nuzzling up against the speaker ah so did like the music yeah so it's a deaf cat listens to cat music blind cat you mean yes sorry The study said that cats like music that has those notes in the range that are like purring. Oh, so it did have some plinky sort of noises, but that might be worth you looking at. I thought it was very sweet. Yeah, no, that's nice. I also then had a look about whether cats react to human pain because dogs have this great sense of illness in humans, don't they? That's why they use them for medical alert dogs. If I cry out if I'm in pain, Belle will come right up and snuggle up against me. I think dogs just have that sense. But cats are pretty ignorant, really. I did find one cat who could detect when her owner was having migraines and the cat would massage her head. Was it because she'd start throwing like shoes and things at her. <laughs> no I think it may have been more that she would kind of the owner would be quite quiet or turn the lights off or something but the cat would go up to the side of her head that she had the migraine on and massage it which I thought was pretty sweet yes but does the cat know is it something that the, that the owner did it's probably the owner's behaviour because with our cats Poser is very responsive to certain behaviours and things we say so if we just say time for bed Poser he starts meowing because he doesn't want to go to bed. But um, there's very little evidence that I can find that cats are useful in emergencies. There were five stories of cats helping people when they were unwell. And if you're looking at dogs, there's probably a million dog stories similar. So I don't think cats are very sympathetic. I don't think they, and everybody's going to go, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. But I don't think they connect with a person the same way as a dog connects with a person. Dogs are in a pack usually, aren't they? Yeah, but you're the leader. Yeah. And they're supposed to protect you. And they know that something horrible is going to happen if something horrible happens to you. Yes. Ruff, ruff. Rap, 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 r
Oh, gosh. Um, well, Kipper is... Uh, I don't want to embarrass him, but Kip- Kipper is 3.8 kilograms. Okay. And he's quite heavy. I would say, though, a big cat could probably be about 8 kilos. All right. So the heaviest cat on record mm. is called Himmy. Yeah. And he was a tabby from Australia. Right. And he weighed nearly 47 pounds, which is 21 kilos. Oh, that is, that is heavy. And he died at the age of 10. Now, mm. the lightest cat on record okay. was a blue point Himalayan called Tinker Toy. <laughs> Who weighed one pound six ounces. Fully grown adult? The, yes, this was 616 grams. Oh. Tinker Toy was 2.75 inches or seven centimetres tall. Yeah. And seven and a half inches or 19 centimetres long. But that wasn't the smallest cat. Right. The tiniest cat, that's in size-wise, yeah, was the tiniest cat is Mr. Pebbles, who was a two-year-old cat, and he weighed three pounds. That's just over a kilo. Yeah. And he was 6.1 inches or 15.5 centimetres tall, whereas the other one was seven and a half inches. Ah. So? So tiny tiny so i thought that was quite interesting now what do you think we'll have a ask this little question yeah what's the first cartoon cat oh um wasn't felix the cat was it it was felix the cat ah and what do you think the year was oh gosh um like 1920 you're very close, 1919. Oh. Yeah. Now, what about the oldest cat? The oldest cat, I think, probably about 29 years. Okay. The oldest cat on record was Cream Puff from Texas. Yes. Who lived from 1967. Yeah. Till August the 6th, 2005. So, like... 40, 38? That's 38. Three days after her 38th birthday. Blimey. Mm-hmm. She must have been, like, just cataracts and f- nothing. And did you know that cats control their ears using 32 muscles? Do they? We have six. Oh, I know um, when I'm trying to get the cat's attention when he's not looking at me, he'll just turn his ears round. Yeah. It really annoys me. I'm just like, no, turn your head round and look at me. Don't just turn your ears round. I've got absolutely shed loads of cat facts. I found that the little tufts of hair in the cat's ear are called ear furnishings. Oh, yeah. That's nice. 
ear furnishings. Do they? Is there a special cat IKEA where they can go and get some new furnishings? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can I just stop a second? Yeah. And do a quick shout out. Yeah. I'd like to do a shout out first for Misty the cat. Oh, okay. Misty the cat in Bristol, also known as Little Black Panther. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, that's Victoria and Guy's cat. Okay. And they've rehomed her very recently. Oh, that's nice. And this is the first time they've had a cat. And so they're finding out all this information about cats. Well, that's nice. Now, I know that, happen to know that Victoria is left-handed. Right. And I'm wondering, does she know whether Misty is left or right pawed? How do you find that out? Okay, so female cats tend to be right pawed. Yeah. And male cats are more often left pawed. Oh, why is that? I don't know. Um, In humans, although 90% of humans are right-handed. Yeah. Of the 10% that are left-handed, more than 8% of those are male. Okay. So, I'm just wondering about left and right-handed cats. We had on Twitter interrupted tales... That's tales, like stories, not tales like cat's tales. They sent us a picture of uh, their cat, Catalina, and a picture of Harry. So that would be, I'm assuming, Catalina's a girl. Right. And Har- and Harry's a boy. So we can, they can do that. They'll be able to test both of them and see whether that's true. Put something out onto your hand for them to take with a paw. Yeah. Like a treat. And then see which hand they consistently knock the thing off with. I'll make a little video of um, Poser and Kipper and see if they're left or right poured. Okay, now who else did we have? We had a few people send us in stuff about their cats. Yes. Eccentric Earth sent us a picture of her cat Columbus. Columbus is a girl. thought Columbus is a nice name for a girl cat though. And we'll see if Columbus is left or right poured as well. So that'd be good. Yeah, we'll have a little a, a little survey. Hey there, who's that? What's the name of the wonky cat? He'll look twice than any cat around. Kipper, hey, that's Kipper. Hey, that's Kipper, the wonky cat. So, should we get Kipper in then? Yeah. Hey, Kips. Meow. How you doing? <laughs> Good evening, Kipper. We finally got round to doing the cat episode. <laughs> About time. Yeah. What have you been up to, Kipper? Okay. Mm. It's been snowing here again. Has it? During the week it was. No snow here. Oh, really? No. Kipper isn't too keen on the snow, so uh, he's just basically been inside. Had to work from home this week. You've worked from home. <laughs> the cat has. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're a doctor. I'm not quite sure how that works. <laughs> Kipper has a job. He's a journalist, isn't he? Isn't that what we've said he is? He's an agony aunt. He's a, a, a TV personality, radio personality, all-round uh, good guy. Do you know any good cat jokes, Kipper? Mr. Pop. Agent Kipper, our agent across the road reports. 
You've been sleeping on the job. You need to be patrolling for rabbits in the veg patch, not sleeping. Find a way to do your job, or risk court-martial awaiting your account, Princess Valera Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, Kipper. We'll speak to you again next time. Right, thank you, Kips. Oh, Kipper, Kipper, come back. I I just wanted you to know that a cat called Dusty has the known record for the most kittens. Oh, how many kittens? 420. In one go? No, in a lifetime. Oh, right, okay. 420. And she's not got Kipper down for any of them. Good. So if you've got a new kitten, or maybe not quite such a new kitten, yeah, you really need to get your cat spayed. Yes. Because they've worked out that a single pair of cats and their kittens, mm. if you start off with a with a... With a litter of kittens and two cats, they can have up to 420,000 offspring in seven years. Whoa. And I didn't believe that, so I went on the site and worked it out. And it is, once you get past the few at the beginning, it gets ridiculously large amounts. Yeah, get your cat spayed. Get your cat spayed. We don't want the cat world domination. There's enough cats to go around. In fact, there's there's a cat shortage in the, in the south of England. They're having to bring cats down from rescue centres up north to bring them down south because people are living in flats and they want cats rather than dogs. Somebody in uh, Hampshire has a cat with a Geordie accent. They won't be able to understand it. Poser and Kipper are from Sheffield. Oh, yes, that's true. But you used to live there. That's true. And I'm, I like to think that they've uh, got slightly softer Yorkshire accents than they would do if they lived up there at the moment. Do they Do they go e by gum? <laughs> they do. Hey, they do now. They've got no teeth. <laughs> they do. Right then. I haven't got time to tell you about the woman who says she's a cat trapped in the wrong body. Oh, blimey. But I would like to quickly tell you about the woman who has house trained a bee. She's house trained a bee? Yeah. Does it go in a litter tray? Fiona Presley found her new pal while gardening and noticed it was missing its wings. So she has taken in a bumblebee and she has formed a bond with it and now cuddles it at night. The pair have become inseparable. I think that's more to do with Fiona than the bee itself. I'm sure the bee keeps trying to get away and she's like, no, no, come back, you're my friend. They're both very comfortable with each other and the bee is bonding with her dog and her cat and even a hamster. I used to have a bee, uh, he used to come into the garden centre called Elvis. Right. And he used to come and sit on my shoulder. The same bee? Yeah. How do you know he's the same bee? He was a cuckoo bee. She had a white tail. Okay. But he had uh, he had like uh, a white mark on his head that shouldn't have been there. Right. So, for about two years, I think, it came. <laughs> How long do bees live for? I don't know. We'll do bees next time. 
Yeah. <clears throat> bees bees are quite interesting. Bees will be the next popular pet then by the sounds of it. They're so cute and fluffy. They are cute and I've only ever been stung by a bee once and that was actually that was my own fault. Because I picked a plant pot up that the bee was sitting on the edge of and I squashed it with my finger. Yeah. I was so sad. When bees sting, that's the end of them, isn't it? That is, I'm afraid. I was trying for about 20 minutes to get the sting out. You trying to glue it back onto its bum? No, no, to get the sting out before it actually came out. Yeah. But no, it wasn't going to work. Aww. So. Anyway. So that was pretty good. We've done quite a lot, I think. We have. We've got lots of cat facts. I never got to tell you what? about the first cat show in 1871 in London. Right. And what happened? I never got to tell you about the tower that was built in Scotland for a cat. No. I never got to tell you about the clouded leopard. Oh. Or about cat paws. There's just so much. So much to talk about. So much. Uh, maybe we'll have to do another lot of cats. Right then, we'll leave it there. All right then. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. It's the end of the podcast. It is very sad. But tune in again and it won't be so bad. With Mum in the bungalow and Stacey at home. Send us your stories on your smartphone. And then everybody will feel so alone The Rough Giraffe Podcast The Rough Giraffe Podcast This podcast is part of Brit Pod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Mr. Pop. Here's a message from Princess Valera to Agent Kipper. Agent Kipper, this message acknowledges your report and provides further instruction. Please activate the listening device in TS and remove the device in the greenhouse. We are starting to use a new protocol, so a new device to be implanted in BTM is on its way. When you finish reading this message, eat it, throw it up, Eat it again, throw it up again. Yours truly, Princess Valera Kitty. <laughs>